Hello, this is a Jay the Shark and Friends and Russell mm, and Russell podcast. And on today's show, we're talking to the F&B legend that is Benny from Benny's Cocktails and Grill. Born in Germany and growing up in Italy, Benny had a choice of hospitality or the Navy. Before his love affair with Lola, Benny ran Supper Club Opus One before making Catch Beach Club the place to be and be seen. Five years ago, he fulfilled his dream of opening his own restaurant, Benny's American Bar and Grill, which has now become Benny's Cocktails and Grill, and one of the best places on the island to get a Sunday full of smoking goodness. Thank you, Lola. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Jay. How you doing, mate? Hi, Russell. Are you in a bad mood today or a good mood? Are you happy to see me or not? I'm in a good mood today because after our podcast last week about mental health, I decided that I'm not going to be miserable <laughs> anymore and I'm just going to be happy. <laughs> and I'm with Benny. Exactly. Hello, guys. Welcome to the show, Benny. How you doing? Very good. Very good. Ben. Benny. Yo. Benedict. Yes. Yo. What's your, what's your full title? Apart My from angry title? restaurant man with a dodgy mafia hat. Guy. Guy. Angry, angry restaurant guy. Angry restaurant guy. <laughs> there we go. Benny from Benny Cocktail. Is it Cocktails and Grill, isn't it? Yeah. We're very yeah, we, we're yeah. privileged to be here with you today because you've given us, um, Russell and I, we'll, yes. we'll, put, we'll we use a picture. Um, you've got your own branded masks. Oh, yes, like just. Just arrived. Ca- it. Yeah, a couple of days ago. Yeah, Just as we're ending lockdown and everything. <laughs> well, I, well I, I, f- I figured it'll be an ongoing thing anyway, so yeah, yeah, yeah. might as well. Right, so Benny, how long have you been on the island for? Uh, 12 years last October, wow. so it'll be 13 years this October. And where were you from originally? Uh, born in Germany, raised in Italy. Ah. My father is Italian, my mother is German. Okay, nice. And how old were you when you, when you moved to Italy? I was four years old. Oh, great. So, so you don't have much memories of, of being in Germany? Uh, no, not much. Uh, and also my German is not that good. <laughs> not, neither is mine, to yeah. be fair. How's I your German, Jay? Um, uh, yeah, but that's about yeah. it. Yeah, fair enough. What do you? What, but I would. Who do you? Who do you respond to? Who do you uh, resonate more to? To the Italian side of things. Yes, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, since I moved, no, I moved to Italy when I was four. So I was just I did all my school there, and okay. when I finished school, I uh, of course moved to England after that. So yeah, I mean. When you the World Cup uh, w- is on I, and Italy's playing, I'll, I go for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what were you, you said you moved to England? Yeah, seven years in England, London. What were you doing there? Well, working. What were you doing as in work was? So you finished finish school in Italy? Yeah, I did, where, where I did ho- ho- hotel management school. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then I just moved to, uh, moved to England, moved to London, did seven years there. And where were you uh, working? I worked mostly for uh, hotels, mm-hmm. food and beverage. I did everything so from uh, room service to banqueting to mm-hmm. bar. Uh, moved up in the hierarchy until I was restaurant manager. Did you enjoy it? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, although, I mean, seven years in London was a little too long. <laughs> but I finally <laughs> finally managed to escape. escape Always uh, in the, London? The co- yeah. 
comfort of London. Yeah. What can I just so when you was at school when so did you want to get into the what well, what got you into the hotel industry? What did you what was the driving factor that said you know I'm going to go into the hotel industry? Well, um, it helped that I went to hotel management school. No. <laughs> <laughs> is this the way this podcast yeah, yeah, is going to yeah. go? Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. sarcasm. Yeah, <laughs> all the but way. Why did you go to the hotel management school? Um, why? Because I wanted to work in hotels. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's, okay, yeah, my my mum was very pragmatic, so she posed me when I when I when we were deciding which school to go to. Um, she she. Asked me a few questions, right? So, so what do you want to do? Do you want to, so and and where where I come from in the south Italy, we only had the options of either going to to the military, mm-hmm. uh, navy, or hotels and tourism because it's it's a coast side, it's a coast side city. Um, or there there is um, uh, a metal factory there. Right. Okay. So it was either hotel and tourism. Navy officers, school. I could see you in the Navy. I'm just going to see him in the Navy. Outfit. I think you would rock the uniform. <laughs> yeah, no. What <laughs> <laughs> about it? No. Yeah, yeah, that's a no. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and or, I mean, some, uh, uh, the metal yeah. factory would have been some sort of engineering yeah. school. And so. so, anyway, so I went for tourism because then the next question that my mom asked me was, well, do you want to stay here? Or do you want to go out and see the world? Uh, I suppose, go out and see the world. Well, then go to, ho- to the so hotel So now it's school. hotels or navy. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> or navy. No, so I went for hotels. But were you were you cooking? Were you into food? Or was it, was, is it, was no, the ex- food ex- driving ex- factor or was it just the alcohol? <laughs> <laughs> just, just asking. Yeah. No, actually, I, I... So the first three years of hotel management school, it was everything. Sorry, microphone. No, 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 Jason, tell me off. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the first three years was uh, we were studying everything, so uh, theory and practice of food and beverage, mm-hmm. including kitchen, and then uh, reception ad- and administration. And the remaining two years, I chose to go for reception and administration. Is that so because I, so the when I moved to Because yeah, yeah. in all fairness, the yeah, chicks yeah, yeah, yeah. on reception are hotter than the chicks in the kitchen. Well, yeah. Come well. on. Oh, we're going into PC here. Right? Oh, forget PC. Don't worry about that. We can be totally, <laughs> we can be totally out of it. But it's true. Oh, okay. So I was, yes. From my side, <laughs> generally, yes. generally, the generally chicks speaking, on reception yeah. are hotter than the chicks in the kitchen. Yeah, generally, yes. And the opportunity of going up in a hierarchy you know, in a reception where we're higher, mm. the opportunities. Right? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Although chicks in the kitchen probably put out more than chicks on reception. <laughs> can I? Is that have I gone too far there? Yeah, probably. Okay, fair probably. enough. <laughs> so you were, so you're going to be a front of house manager. That was your yeah. That was my idea when I moved to London, and 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 so when I moved to London, obviously I I I, I started with restaurants because I already had experience in the restaurants, mm-hmm. and uh, then once I felt that my English was good enough, I would have moved to reception, and then I realized that. I can't stand for eight hours straight. Yeah. <laughs> I can run for 20 hours around the restaurant, but yeah, I can't yeah, yeah. stand. Yeah, yeah, fair one. <laughs> so I just kept on going with uh, with food and beverage, and I fell in love with food and beverage. Okay. okay. So were you in, in London? Were you working for different brands, different hotels? Or was it always just one? No, oh, different brands. Um, at the beginning, it was uh, Radisson Edwardian. 
which was a I think they still call that. Yeah. I think it was a was a joint venture between Edwardian Hotels and Radisson SAS at the time they were called. And they had at the time I think ten or twelve hotels in London, mm-hmm. and they had just opened in uh, Birmingham. Or something like that. I think now they have more hotels. And then uh, after three years, I moved to the Ritz in London. I did Ooh. two years at the Ritz. Yeah. Check you out, the Ritz. Yeah. Restaurant at the restaurant. And then when I finished at the Ritz, I went to Radisson SAS, Portman Square, which now is called Radisson Blue. Okay. As that was my first appointment as manager. Okay. F&B. F- uh, restaurant manager. Okay. And then from there, I had enough of London. Yeah. yeah, London bombings had, had just happened. Right, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. 2006. 2006? Yeah. No, 2005. So 665, right? I don't know. I wasn't there. It wasn't me. It was, it was, it was around that, yeah. It, it was around that sort of time. Yeah, yeah. 665. Yeah, so the, the, the year later I left. Okay. I had decided I had enough of London. I wanted to move to the tropics. I was looking at uh, the Caribbean, but nothing there. And then a friend of mine who worked for Millennium and Copthorne mm-hmm. um, told me that his ex-GM is looking for a restaurant manager, an Italian restaurant manager in Singapore. Yeah. Okay, give it a try, so I moved to Singapore. And you've never been to Asia before that? Never been to Asia. Cool. Okay. And so what was the experience in Singapore like? Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, what happened in Singapore? No, I just couldn't. Well, where, where were you? Can you say, can you say uh, Millennium and Copthorne Waterfront. Hotel. Waterfront, yeah, yeah, yeah okay, Waterfront yeah. Hotel. That's a horrible hotel. It's a shit talk. Can I say that? No, well, now it probably is. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was about six years old, so it was pretty new right, at the time. Okay. And the Italian restaurant was quite popular. Okay. And so was the, the buffet restaurant downstairs, just on the riverside. Mm. And we had Zook just behind us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which was yeah, Singapore's. Oldest discotheque. Yeah, that was my stomping ground. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah, the owner of Zook used to entertain, used to keep his guest DJs at at the Millennium, yeah. right? And uh, the night of uh, the, the, the the event, he would entertain said DJ or whatever entertainer, guest entertainer, at our restaurant. So yeah, it was it was quite popular. Our chef was also popular. And and now I don't know. <laughs> So how long? Still you, the same. What, what was it about it that you didn't like? Was about it, Singapore? Or was it just Singapore in general? Not yeah, Singapore in general. Yeah, just the mentality. Um, yeah, just the mentality. Just couldn't. Just couldn't get in it. I couldn't accept it. So I decided that yeah, it's not. My it's problem. interesting because my, I mean, a, a your 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 life was Italy mm. and the UK. Yeah. So no experience of of sort of anywhere outside mm. of Europe and that. So coming to Asia can be a bit of a mm. left middle culture shock. I mean, I hated Singapore when I moved there, um, but I, I, mean, I was obviously much younger than at the age you did. Mm. But I'd grown up in Hong Kong, which was free, vibrant, rocking. It was mental. Yeah. It's crazy. And then you go to Singapore, which was a strict, yeah. controlled, medicinal, clinical mm. um, place, and I hated it. Yeah. I love going there now. Um, so, but it's just interesting that the sort the, the mindset. Now that you I mean, I, like I still have a lot of friends in Singapore yeah. who are also Singaporeans, but just didn't. I, I, live I, could, I couldn't accept the the, the the general mentality of you know, money, money, money. Mm. 
it's just it was too much for me too much it's a good song by abba that though to be fair <laughs> it's one of jay's favorites so how long were you in singapore for in the end then year and a half okay and then decided half too many yeah yeah yeah. You're, so 18 months too many and then what was the, the next venture? yeah and then thankfully i uh one of the um but the millennium on the millennium on copthorne waterfront had the global head office right next door so the all the uh the directors of the company would entertain their guests mm-hmm. at my place and when the structure of the company started to crumble meaning most of the the head office w- was quitting one of them offered me a job uh to do an opening here in phuket mm-hmm. uh, it was the famous rain and hail uh, wow, okay wow yeah. oh the infamous, the infamous. infamous. The infamous later dubbed rain and fail <laughs> <laughs> not by me though yeah so that was your first so that's that's what got you to phuket yeah. that that first mm. step into phuket was rain and hail rain and hail and i figured okay i didn't want to i didn't want to go back to europe just yet and i didn't want to stay in singapore and phuket just sounded like the tropical island mm. environment with yeah. beaches that i was and never for. been phuket before never, never been, been phuket, thailand no. i didn't even know that phuket was in thailand i mean i just knew that phuket had a tsunami like yeah, three yeah. years I, think, I think you're right. I think Phuket had its own identity as its own place. It was yeah. never affiliated with Thailand. Yeah. It was Phuket. Yeah. From a yeah, possibly. From, possibly. Well, I mean, no. I've always known it as being part of Thailand, but so I can't really say that others. But from mm. a branding point of view, us Europeans wouldn't consider mm. Phuket. Sometimes you just think Phuket is Phuket. That's just because you're uneducated. Yeah, and he, I guess he was educated. He was still not <laughs> to him. <laughs> no, I guess he was still not as popular as, as it is now. Right? Yeah. Right. No, I don't think it was. No, well, not back in the day. I mean, ba- yeah, back in the day, people would talk about the Maldives or Madagascar, no. Bali. I guess so. I don't know. I was never. I mean, I, my first step into Asia, I didn't really think about Asia at all when I was growing. Up. Mine was Caribbean and Europe. Europe. Oh, That's all right. I wanted yeah, to go yeah. to. Never thought about coming to Asia. Oh. Anyway, here we are. Uh, so, what made you, what made you come to Asia then? This what? is not. This is this not. What we're yeah. talking about here. <laughs> um, I just split up with my girlfriend in London. She was now an airline stewardess. I was feeling a bit down, living in a shitty place in London. And the guy that I used to work for when I was teaching sailing had opened a project on Coconut Island. That's what got me here. Oh, there you go. The village Coconut Island. Um, oh, yes, of course. That yeah, just that's, that's what I mentioned. Yeah, that's when we first met. So, what did after rain? What was where was rain and shine? Rain and hail. <laughs> rain and hail. In Bangtao. Whereabouts Bang was Tao, that? The, the, just outside of Laguna, in the back streets of Laguna, uh, next to Thai Bali. Yeah. So Thai, it was between yeah, Thai yeah, Bali yeah, and yeah, Palmandela. Yeah, 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 I don't remember the one. I mean, it's still there. It's rotting. But <laughs> it's a perfect set for a zombie movie. Excellent. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of those in Phuket. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of that. Yeah, there's a lot of places for a zombie movie. You yeah. can do a whole freaking so thing So after <laughs> Rain and Fail, mm. and we're still sitting here twiddling our thumbs, still not wanting to go back to Europe, yeah. what was the... Well, yeah, then I came to know um, um, the owner of Supper Club, <coughs> Sean, mm-hmm. who um, was going to buy most of the equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, he almost bought the whole kitchen equipment. And... Um, uh, we got to know each other, and he needed some sexually or just French? No, <laughs> friends. Just checking. French, <laughs> just French or friends? Fr- yeah. French <laughs> <laughs> no, not friends. 
and uh, he's still around, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, Sean, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's a good lad. Yeah. And um, yeah, he needs some help with a wine cellar, mm-hmm. so I helped him there. And then, meanwhile, I was looking, still looking for a job mm-hmm. when they cl- when Rain and Hell closed mm-hmm. after four months only. Yeah, actually, that was like uh, in hindsight, it was the date of the closing was a bit funny. It was the first of April. <laughs> What what did it? What was about rain yeah. and hail that didn't work? Everything. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> I just um, well, first of all, the location. Uh, it was just the wrong location, right? and and that's it, really it still is. It still is not a good location for a restaurant like that, and it was too modern. I think it would it would it would have been a concept that that could have worked maybe now. Worked no in Bangkok. Right, okay. Right, because we're, yes, we're very industrial, mm. very modern, uh, almost zen, and it was way too big. It's interesting that modern stuff doesn't overly work in Phuket. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not the sort of thing I, you have the expectation of having here, though, is it? Are we not trendy yeah. enough? No, it's but, just but not what you expect from a, from a holiday, tropical yeah. from a tropical holiday yeah. island, right? As yeah. we sat in your American diner. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So let's move. Yeah. So, when, so they did Supper Club with the lovely yes, Sean. Supper yeah. Club for three years. And what was your. That was great. So you were basically the, the restaurant manager. Yeah. Going around, mm. smooching, talking. Mm. Yeah. It's a nice place. I like Supper Club, yeah. I think so that's where we would have first met, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where we first met as well. Was it and over a dark room, over a candle in the glass? It was probably in the or? corner, yeah, the corner of the bar. Yeah, the, yeah. but know, no French. No French again. No French again. <laughs> you wouldn't want to, to be fair. Not with him. <laughs> I mean, you've got, you've got a little bit. We've, of, all, got, we've all got standards. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Supper Club for three years. Supper and then? Years, and then Catch Beach Club. Oh, no, no, sorry. No, no. No. Then Opus One. Yeah, Opus, Opus yeah. One. Oh, Opus One at the top of Opus the... Yeah, Plaza. Yeah. Yeah, Opus One. I went there. So, yeah, after three years of... Supper Club, I decided to leave uh, just because that was my thing. Normally, I, I wouldn't spend more than two years running mm. one place because then otherwise I get too it bored. Becomes bored and becomes too normal, and then I yeah. start I start losing interest. Fair enough. So, well, was I really like Supper Club, so I stayed mm. one more year. Was Opus One open the same time as Stereolab? Uh, yes. Yeah. It was, wasn't it? But yeah, yeah. It, no, it wasn't. Uh, Sterilab was open first, and then was Opus One. Opus One, Sterilab. So 2011-ish. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think Sterilab was open in 2009 or 2010. Yeah. Sterilab was so, awesome. I still say yeah. Sterilab was awesome. It was good back in the yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. Thomas did a great job there. He did a fantastic job. Yeah. See, I always say, and, and we, we can have this debate now, because I always say that I don't think Catch would have been as successful as it was on Surin Beach without Sterilab first kind of mm. bringing the, the party goers down there. Mm. I yeah, mean, that's you, probably true, yeah. Because I just think that, for me, as soon as Sterilab shut down, that crowd was still looking to party somewhere, somewhere on Surin Beach. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't yeah we, so they all moved to Catch. They yeah. all moved down to Catch. Because it wasn't like it was a, a stretch, was it? Yeah. <laughs> so. No, but also I think at that time Catch didn't have that kind of pumping. No, Catch, Catch was still going for live music, loungy. Yeah. It really was, wasn't right. it? It was going for that almost what's mm. supposed to be a Cafe Del Mar feel, not yeah. that Cafe Del Mar is doing that. And then feel. I think I think what got them what got them to change their mind was uh, 
the first anniversary when he did the white party. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And I was packed. Yeah. Were you and there then? Or were you no, still no, I was still at I was still at supper club. So when they did their first white party or their mm. first anniversary Twin Palms anniversary party, which is yeah. the official name, even yeah. though everyone calls it the white party, that was when they then tried to do a white party every month. Do you remember no, that, that, came, that came later. Was, was it, that later? Was that it? came a little bit later, which was just trying to sort of build an event. Yeah, band, I think there was there was much later. I think it was after I left. No, I think oh. it was before you might have got there because I'm oh. think I remember Miguel came up to me and said, "Oh, we're going to do it every month," and I was like, "Don't mm. do it every month, mate. That's that just yeah. totally gets away from the idea of yeah, mm. what it was." So when did you move down to? So you went to Opus. But Opus mm. One was Opus a one interesting, one year. an interesting place. Yeah, I was. I went there because I was talking to the owner and we were going to do something together, but he needed some help with Opus One first. He said, okay, I'll stay one year and then we'll see how it goes. Mm. And then after one year, they decided that uh, they wanted to sell. And uh, and then, uh, yeah, I went to catch. What got you to catch? Uh, my good friend, City Chai. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I met City Chai when I first came here. To, 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 to do Rain and Hail. Right, okay. And to, to open Rain and Hail. Uh, the owner of Rain and Hail introduced me to him and he was helping a Chef and I to you know get to know the suppliers mm-hmm. and everything. And then we just stayed in touch. And then City Chai moved to the Middle East with Banny Tree. God, that's right. Yeah, didn't uh, know and then he came yeah. back yeah. to Phuket with Twin Palms. Mm. And, and City Chai at the time of Rain and Hail was working at the Banny Tree here. Mm. So, anyway, so he came back and they were looking, after a while, they were looking for a manager and he approached me and I had no interest whatsoever of working for a beach club because all my experience was all in fine dining yeah. and uh, like running a huge beach club, quite huge or large beach club wasn't really what I was hoping for. I was more looking to to be a, like f and f and B manager or something in some hotel. So anyway, they convinced me, and I started working for Catch. How long were you at Catch for? Also three years, mm-hmm. which means I liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I think it's interesting because I think a lot of people will know you from Catch. Yeah. That's where, and I'm not trying to. Either that or Supper Club, I guess, would be the. Yeah, I mean, yeah, my my. A lot of people got to know me from Supper Club first. Yeah. And if it wasn't for Supper Club, I would have probably never been given the opportunity to run Catch also. Yeah, that's fair Are enough. you mm. proud of what Catch, what you did at Catch? Because yeah. I think you should be. Yeah. Because yeah. I think Catch, when you were there, and because mm. I, I think we've we'd met before you were mm. at Catch, but I think Catch was a time mm. that we kind of we, we became lovers <laughs> and had a couple of cuddles <laughs> and some Frenching, um, which was nice. But I, because I, when I was at Zazdar, we spent quite a lot. Because yeah. I was always asking you and Olivier certain things and trying to work with you guys. Because I was, once again, I'd never run a beach club before, and you guys have been so successful. But that was a time where there was beach club, beach club, beach yeah, club, yeah, beach yeah. club, beach club, beach club, beach club, beach club, beach club. Which was tell you what, mental. we'll stick another beach club on the end of that. But your experience at Catch was it? That must have been amazing. You uh, tired? Yeah, it was great. It was great. Working until yeah. five in the morning most yeah. days. No, until one, two. And then partying after and that. Partying after that, yeah. of course. Because <laughs> yeah. then, then, yeah, then, you know, of course, after work, after work, especially on a busy night, I could just. So and most, most of us in the in the 
food and beverage industry, we can't just go home and sleep. No, it's still wired. to go the adrenaline. Yeah. So I need to chill <laughs> a little it, it, bit. It's the same as DJing at a wedding. I'd finish at 2, 3 in the morning. There's no way I'm sleeping until 4 or 5. Yeah. I have to just go and chill out somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. You know, do yeah, something. Yeah, you need, I need one, to or, one or two hours at least to chill. Decompress. Decompress. So three years at Catch, which was an amazing time, and well done mm. on that, because I thought Catch was an awesome place, mm. and I still do. The white parties are legendary on the island. Mm. be yeah. interesting this year what happens. Yeah, good point, actually. That's coming out. It's <coughs> September, isn't uh, it? It's, normally, it's, in, it's the third week of September. Mm. Last year, I think they did, they did it on another month, on a different month. I'm not sure. Anyway, but normally, yeah. it's the third week yeah. of September. So then what got you... So you'd had enough of catch, you'd had enough of late nights, well, do you know what, I'm going to do my own place now. Uh, no, not exactly. No, again, so still, it was my two-year thing. Mm-hmm. Which became three. Which <laughs> became three, because, because I liked it. And after three years, I felt, I thought I felt that I had given enough to catch and it was time for someone else to take over and for me to continue. And... Uh, uh, that, uh, so Olivier sat me down one day on in March. My my <coughs> my contract was supposed to expire in May. And at Twin Palms we all we all had one year contracts. Right? So, yeah. so in March, uh, so then all the contracts expire in, expire May or June. So March normally is when Olivier sits all the managers down one by one and asks them, okay, what mm-hmm. you gonna do this year? And my answer was, look, I'm Leave. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna move on. Yeah. I'm gonna move on. And he did asked you me, know what you was gonna do when you said you were gonna move on, or you just you, you you just felt time was time. I'm done here. Yeah. Well, no, I had I had two ideas in mind. Um, well, one was to open Benny's, mm-hmm. which I was working on, which was a concept I was working on since August one. And uh, or I mean, go back to the hotels mm-hmm. again. Uh, so. Another hotel, okay. possibly another beach club, or and uh, then Olivier said, "Look, I mean, you've been." Th- Olivier knew that I had this concept because I talked to him about it a few times. I said, "Look, why don't you just find a hole in the wall and just do, do it. it? Yeah, right. You got a bit of money stashed. <laughs> Use it. Yeah, you know, find a hole in the wall. I mean, if it's nearby, we'll help you as much mm-hmm. as possible with twin palms. You know, with, with you know, with recommending to mm-hmm. our guests." And yeah, I did it. And here we are. And here we are. Excellent. So tell us about, so it is, Benny's is now, what, how long have you been open this place? Five years. Was it five years? Today. Five years today. today, is today. No so way. So we recorded this. <laughs> today, today was supposed to be our fifth anniversary party, which is obviously not going to so happen. So it's, yeah. it's Friday, June 12th, five yeah. years. Wow. Yeah. It hasn't seemed, doesn't seem like five years. Yeah. Yeah, so the thing is, it's, you've passed a three-year itch. Like you 20. obviously like it. <laughs> yeah, 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 you must like it. Yeah, I do. So what was the concept? Tell us, what, what was the driving force behind a, you doing an American diner kind of feel yeah. restaurant? I mean, yeah, the, uh, so it started with American bar. Uh, so back in London, the Ritz and the Savoy have an American bar. Mm-hmm. The American bar is basically a bar that serves classic cocktails with you know, Art Deco style. Mm-hmm. 1920s type of type of cocktail bar and I always liked the concept of the American bar so be the yeah. American bar and uh, and then the concept for the restaurant came uh, behind the wines 
so I wanted to have, I always wanted to have a wine room mm-hmm. and yeah, good selection of red wines yeah. and with r- red wines comes, you know, meat. Yeah. So the grill, the grill was, uh, the grill part of the restaurant was uh, an obvious choice. Follow, yeah. yeah. And so came the American bar and grill, gotcha. and which we later changed to cocktails and grill, mm-hmm. because I realized that um, what we Europeans know uh, know as American bar is not what the Americans know as American yeah, bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, my idea with American bar, yeah, is probably not this. Yeah. So it, it, it depends on. But I guess I'm thinking American diner, which is yeah. correct, that, and, and yeah, that's yeah, the thing yeah, that yeah. perceived. I'm thinking diner, where yeah. I should think American bar. But I and, can and understand the whole classic cocktail. And, type but, thing. and also, just w- whether it's classic or not, you put the word cocktail in, it mm. gives it, it just raises. It, oh, it's not a bar. Yeah, it's not like I'm not mentioning that. I'm not. I'm not going for a pint with a mate. Yeah. I'm going to a nice establishment. Mm, yeah, and so that's what gives it the gravitas. I mean, I want to ask a question about <laughs> Lola. Lola, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've not met Lola yet. You haven't? No, not not officially. I haven't, you know, you haven't introduced her. And I'm a little bit upset that we haven't been on a date. And I need to come on a date with Lola. Um, <laughs> Lola well, come, is... come on Sunday. Oh, yeah. She's out. She's out on Sunday. Yeah. She's out on Sunday. Welcoming, welcoming everybody. She's only out on Sundays. Yeah. Um, Lola is your smoker. She's. So tell us, because I'm a big fan of this, mm. this concept as well. So when did the idea to bring a smoker down here? Um... I had, since since the beginning, I had pork ribs on my menu, mm-hmm. and I smoked them in the gas barbecue with wood chips. And eventually, I decided to buy a to invest in a smoker. We're gonna do it do it properly, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. do it properly. And we did that well, two years ago. Yeah. Where did you get the smoker from? Uh, in Koh Loi, so in, huh. on the way to Phang An. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, their recommendation came from uh, the guys at Salah. So Tony, Chef oh, Tony. Yeah. Chef Tony has a smoker there, which was uh, designed by the previous chef, Jan. And yeah, so Tony, I asked Tony to give me the contact. He still had the contact. And the guy, funny enough, still had the, the, the specs. <laughs> wow. So it's, so it's this guy in Cockloy. It's, it's a house in the middle of nowhere without signs. Yeah, so that's the best place. Yeah, yeah. The and best this stuff. guy is doing this all this in his backyard. And he's doing a great job, and he's got like like uh, uh, he's done grills and barbecues for hotels in Bangkok as well. Wow! So, if you, what are you using to smoke? If you can give away some of your top tips, are you using hickory or using wood? Where are you getting your wood chips from? No, you can't. You can't. Uh, so, hickory you have to import, and it's only chips. Uh, but for the smoker, I need, I need logs. Okay, so I'm using um, what we can find, but uh, very common here. It's 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 a tree called uh, wild tamarind, cool. which what which got nothing to do with the tamarind fruit, mm. just the the just shows the name. The be- yeah, the beans look like tamarinds, right, okay. like like green tamarinds. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I know exactly where. You, yeah, there's a quite a lot. They're they're everywhere. And it's actually from the pea family, which is like. The, the same family of mesquite, mesquite wood, okay. you know, which is... How did you know to use that? Or was that just doing some research and recommendations of using that kind oh, of... Oh, well, 
it's not like we have much choice here, right? <laughs> so, so just ask Fair the enough. guy. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just ask the guy, what kind of wood do you have? This. <laughs> this. It's called wild tamarind. So I did some research and I found out that it's similar to mesquite. So, okay, yeah. use that. And all your, the, the, the barbecue sauces, and the, is that all your recipes? Are they yeah. your mother's recipes from your no, grandmother's? No, 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 my recipes. I, mean, mm-hmm. I just used, uh, uh, at the beginning, I just used a just basic barbecue sauce recipe and then tweaked it as you go tweaked along it you go, tweaked yeah. it and added to it over the years and I'm gonna, if you don't mind me keep going yeah. I, I love, I'm a Crack big on. smoking <laughs> fan how long do you, are you smoking your ribs for? the ribs four uh, four hours mm-hmm. and then two hours in the oven okay and so four hours but you know low, low temperature what temperature are you 120 130 wow, that degrees is celsius wow okay yeah that's really low yeah and then and then we finished them yeah in the oven just to tenderize and that's uncovered in the oven, so it's covered. Covered, it's still yeah, covered. Covered so with some uh, pineapple juice and and uh, apple cider vinegar, which then after two hours we use as base stock for the barbecue sauce. Yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, quite, yeah. And what else? Because you've also you've done brisket. Yeah, yeah, we've done you brisket. Cooking, we've done yeah. Two weeks ago I had brisket on. Last week we had, uh, and this week also we're gonna have. Um, uh, beef ribs, short ribs. Mm-hmm. Uh, short ribs are cooked about eight hours, eight to nine hours, whilst the brisket twelve hours minimum. Yeah. And uh, when you're you're cooking something for twelve hours, eight hours, are you going back and forth just checking temperatures and yeah bits? Of, yeah, I mean it's d- yeah, d- the joys of smoking. Yeah. yeah, just to sit there and have a few drinks and just watch your meat smoke slowly yeah. cook. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> To me, it's I love it. I love watching the American. They have the cook-offs. Yeah, where they're yeah, there for like yeah, two, yeah. the whole weekend watching their stuff just cook and cook and cook and take it in shifts to keep an eye on yeah. it. Yeah, that's brilliant. Is it? There was a smoking house somewhere in Chantelay. I think there was a place that was a smokehouse. I'm not sure if it's still there anymore. Smokehouse. Oh, you're talking about black salmon? No, not black no. salmon. No, but have you done smoke? Have you have you smoked the fish? Uh, yes, I tried salmon, but uh, if you want to do. Sp- Fish, like like smoked salmon, is is done in hot smoke or cold smoke. Okay. And so hot smoke is seventy degrees Celsius. Cold smoke is fifteen degrees Celsius, which is great. Yeah. Like in, in cold countries yeah, yeah, where yeah. you're sitting at minus five, right? yeah. it's a little more tricky here to smoke yeah. at, yeah. at 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 plus fifteen. So places like you know, for like like I said, black salmon, mm. they have a, a whole. A whole room dedicated just for that. Yeah. Okay. And climate control. With your because smoking, obviously, you have to cook a certain amount, and then you hope it all goes that day. Are you getting the? You're not smoking every day, I'm assuming. Um, no, uh, with the pork ribs, every two days. They okay. go, they go quite, quite. I mean, well, they quite easily. Yeah, I mean, I, well, I was just going to jump mm. in on that, that mm. same point, and spent on a, on an average normal mm. um, sitting. Yeah, you can plan for what's yeah. going to go but obviously with what's been happening in recent yeah. weeks and months that's obviously put a massive dent in things yeah. um, so yeah now now what we do is I'm doing pork ribs I'm putting pork ribs on the menu maybe twice a week okay. only. then the rest just other stuff you know burgers so are you up sorry are you, are you operational fully now or are you sort of well, dialed full, back or yeah fully yeah okay. but with, with with all the restrictions that yeah, yeah, sure. are yeah, still yeah, in yeah. place okay you're very professional, you know. 
with all, making yeah. sure you say with all the restrictions in place. It's <laughs> good. I like Benny. Uh, but if you want to stay up to date with your smokers, the best thing is to check out, is to stay online with you, isn't it? And look at the Facebook page because that's yeah. when you know when you're smoking and it's kind of get that because I remember you seeing your last Sunday saying, guys, Sunday smoking, yeah. get here quick, otherwise yeah. it's all going to go. Yeah, do that. And well, we also have uh, uh, an online menu uh, uh, so people can go and check that. Okay. But I definitely recommend to get the, if you want the smoking, you get it early. Get yeah. it, make sure yeah. you book it in because otherwise you're going to miss out. Excellent. Right. I was really good. Exactly. Cool. Or, or, yeah, or we may run out of table because like, yeah. no, we only have one, two, three, four, five, yes. seven, seven tables only. Yeah. I'll have that. <laughs> and yeah, last Sunday I was, uh, they were all four. Last Sunday cool. lunch. Yeah. That's perfect. So take, just, let's shelve the whole virus thing for now because i think it's been talked about to death and we're all over it what um what's your sort of moving ahead plans and again forget what's happened in the last few months which might have altered Mm. said plans but what are your if you've been here five years Mm -hmm. um happy anniversary again thank you what's the what does the next five years have in store for for benny's and for benny i have uh plans of expansion and yeah, we're oh, a really good place, the back of Laguna. It used to be called Brain. That's a great location. It's brilliant. It's you can do some great theme uh, nights yeah. in there. <laughs> no, I think not in Phuket. I mean, uh, in Phuket, I wanted to. Uh, I was looking uh, at a beach club concept, mm-hmm. which I've also also been working on for years. But yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing available at the moment. Mm. And if there is a la- if there are lands available, they're always. Too many gray areas, yeah, yeah. That's especially for sure. especially near the coastline. So I shelved that for now. Uh-huh. Uh, we were about, we were we were looking in Chiang Mai actually. Nice. We were Benny's mm. there, and and then last year wasn't a good year for. Um, this was last year, mm-hmm. uh, June last year we were looking, and the low season went really badly for Thailand. Yeah, Samui was dead, and Chiang Mai was dead, and Phuket was half dead, and uh, so we decided to wait until this year. Yeah, thankfully we did that Cause, because cause then last year was so rubbish. This year will be better. Yeah, we'll all be all right. Yeah. <laughs> Do you worry a little bit with expansion that where your time is? Because for, from your point mm. of view, it, you are the life and soul is probably. I don't mean it. You're the life and soul of the party, but mm. your face, you, mm. and I've, I've had dinner here and I've seen you walk around the tables. You've mm. made me a Caesar salad, which is very nice, by the way. Mm. Um, Thank you. And you are the, the character. Mm. And it's a bit like me trying to sell the Jada Shark show to someone who's not Jada Shark. It kind of it goes, I'm not saying I'm amazing because I am. Um, <laughs> how Wait, do you, you go Russell the Shark? Yeah. yeah, well, <laughs> I have him on just because he's the smart one. And yeah, the, <laughs> and just correct your yeah, spelling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what? Where am I going with this? How do you feel about if you do take the concept here? Would you would you bide your or put your time to either or because you create the yeah bit of the buzz? I have to find a a Benny. A, yeah, another Benny. At least a, another one. No one's like you, mate. <laughs> you, you need, but someone, but, but someone that can also put the. Uh, their soul into it would you would you think about bangkok because there's a great foodie scene in bangkok and more of a young kind of crowd in bangkok we we considered like i considered bangkok with 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 the potential investors but we both we all uh came to an agreement that bangkok is too saturated yeah there's just too much yeah 
and and I mean, I, I my my take, you know, might you might hit the ground running mm. and never because it's new, yeah. and in that sort of market, anything new is mm. is the place to yeah. go. And then, and then you have to, yeah. And then you you got to re, you know, reinvent yourself reinvent and keep, yourself, keep going, yeah. keep going. Whereas at least somewhere like Chiang Mai, mm. in a way similar to market here, you've got a. a I'm getting, I don't know what your your spit yeah. is, but you've got a good solid local base that can continue yeah. all the time. And then yeah, there was, uh, and the, I mean, the, the um, Chiang Mai looked good also because uh, the local ties go out very often, mm -hmm. and and they like to go out. Like I noticed, they like to go out to cocktail bars. To yeah. It's a quality High establishment, places, yeah. yeah. And because, I mean, it's uh, a lot of them work in the financial district of Chiang Mai, mm -hmm. which is something we don't have here. Yeah, yeah. We don't have a, oh, yeah, okay, we've well, got Phuket Town, but the Thais in Phuket yeah. Town, they stay in Phuket Town. Yeah. They, don't, they don't venture out that much. Mm. And, yeah, the expat community is also quite strong. There's a large American community. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, there is, um, there's like a, a a big American consulate there, and uh, yeah, it looked good. I like Chiang Mai. Yeah, and and yeah, the the city is beautiful. The people are really nice. Climate's much better. Yeah, and the traffic is amazing. Yeah. Like, the traffic just flows. Yeah, yeah. Like, no. <laughs> a bit like lockdown. I like yeah. lockdown. <laughs> I love lockdown yeah. traffic. Lockdown <laughs> traffic was my favourite. <laughs> well, that's interesting. So the expansion is on the horizon, possibly. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, now, <laughs> it's, now, now it's we a don't know wait, yeah. Like, I don't even know what I'm going to do tomorrow, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Nor do I. Yeah. It's been an interesting time. So, um, bucket list. Is there, you've bucket obviously, list. this was one to yeah. open a, your own little establishment, which you've mm. now done five years down mm. line. Is there anything else on your list of things to do outside of food and beverage and yeah. kind of the business-wise? Is there any kind of things you want to go and achieve and do or see? Uh, However random. Touch. I don't know. I haven't think. Of, I haven't thought about it. Well, think now. Yeah. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah. Like skydive or you know, swim with sharks. He wants to swim with sharks. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Um, mm. I'd like to go and see every big major um, football game of each country. So the the big rivalry games. Mm. I know. I like to travel. So yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> so you'll come with. Like Good to know. Yeah, I'll come with you, man. I'll come with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, if you want to support Benny at Cocktails and Grill, um, we're in Bangtao. Um, you are open. What's your opening at the hours at the moment? At the moment, we are open from Tuesday to Saturday, 5 to 10 p.m. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, Sunday with the barbecue lunch uh, from 12. Okay. And I highly recommend the smoker. Get, yeah. get down and meet Lola. And everyone can check out your, your details. And so the yeah, either Facebook, Facebook, page. Facebook, Google, or... Our website. Super. Yeah. Benny, thank you very much, my friend. Thank you, guys. Mate, it's been awesome. Yeah, thanks, for, thanks for the company. Mm. Thanks, thanks, thanks for awesome. having us. <laughs> yeah, let's have another coffee. Good yeah, let's do it. Do it. Absolutely. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, mate. Bye. I like your hat. <laughs> it's the outro to the podcast of Benny from Benny Cocktail and Bar. What was it? Cocktails and Dreams. No, that was the top. That was a great film, that. Was it cocktails? Was it, Co it was cocktails. Film? It was. You put it as a great film. Cocktail was a great film. Come on, that's proper Talking old school. Talking of great films, Russell, I brought you a great present, and you're not no, you didn't. wearing your great present, and I've got your great present on, which is a terrible for an outro for a podcast. It is indeed, but also that's got nothing to do with the film. No, very true. And anyway, you didn't. Um, you didn't buy me a great present. You bought me an amazing uh, present. Benny was American Bar and Grill. It's now Cocktails and Bar. Uh, he's a quiet little gentleman, isn't he? Well, he was, and uh, I. 
believe I mentioned this to you as we were walking away to the car park. I've only ever known him in a working capacity, yeah. which is, you know, whether it was Supper Club or Catch uh, or Benny's itself. So I'm used to this effervescent, bubbly, whizzing around character. You know, hey, how are you doing? Everything's, you know, high fives and slaps and everything's great and, and just buzzing. But I've never actually seen him out and about, you know, like we would go out for a beer and just have a chat. I've never known him in that capacity. We did just wake him up, to be fair. And plot out on top of that, he <laughs> literally just woken up and was three espressos in. So <laughs> bless him. Yeah, he was mainlining. But espresso, interesting life, fair. though. Coming, I mean, I mean, he's obviously he's planned well. He's worked very hard to get his own little place now, and he's very successful. Sure, Five coming years from in. coming from sort of you know backwater part of Italy, that not a lot there. His mum was saying it's you know it's either this or the navy. And as much as I can see him in the outfit, I think he'd look I, good in a navy outfit. I'd well, do him. Yeah, well, there is that. Um, I think he made the right choice getting into hospitality. Benny's Cocktail and Bar, make sure you check it out. His um, smoker, Lola, is beautiful. She was smoking on Sunday. Yeah. She'll be smoking this Sunday coming. She's so a make sure you go and check smoker. it out. He, the, the food's good at Benny's and the cocktail. And he is a great, great, great host. One of the best, I think, on the island. Uh, absolutely. To be fair. So, so go and support Benny. Cool Five years in, done well for himself. Yeah. Uh, like us on Facebook. Jayla Shark and Friends. Check out the website, phuketpodcast.com. Well done, Russell. Oh, yeah, he's in. You're getting into this stuff. Hey. Uh, we're on Instagram, Phuket Podcast, and Twitter. However, I've now realized a mistake I've made because on Twitter before, you could post on Facebook and it'd automatically go to Twitter. Yarp. They've stopped that. Have they? Yeah, it's a pain, isn't it? What about using an external software thing? Yeah. I don't we... want to mention any names. Well, who's external? Someone on the outside. <laughs> Many people on the outside, Russell. Many people on the outside. Around the outside. Around um, the outside. I like Benny. He's a nice guy. I go in and go and give him a hug and then more coffee to wake him up. Yeah, coffee, definitely. <laughs> cool. Thanks, Russell. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Bye. See you next week. Bye.